Hey, welcome. You made it. I'm glad you did. To another episode of We Live on a Planet. I'm your host, Patrick. This is the start of episode 453. Happens to be Friday, January 15th, 2021. Wow, 2021 is cruising by already. The 15th. Oh, doesn't it feel good? Just kind of chill. Sound a little different this morning. Temperatures right now in central New York are 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like 25. Highs are going to be 41, though. For January 15th, the high of 41, we'll take it. Winds are out of the east, 7 miles per hour. We do have 7 days of snow in the forecast, but I can tell you... As a lifelong resident of central New York, that could change quickly. That's one of the jokes here and living here in central New York. If you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes and it will change. So that seven day snow forecast, it could change. If you follow the show, you know, I've said I've only shoveled three times total this season. And there's times living in the city that I live in that I go out three times in one day and shovel. So, wow. What are we going to do today? I think we'll just kind of talk, you and I. I like when you stop over. We can spend some time together. I can catch up on what's going on in my life. We'll share some thoughts and ideas and just kind of uh, chat a little bit. Grab yourself a beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you. I'm all mellow this morning, if you can hear it in my voice. I just, uh, you know how you've watched, no, not watched. You've listened to the show. There's times I come out and I'm like, hey, ba 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 ba. And then there's other times I just feel kind of just mellow. I don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe you're just stretching in bed and you don't need somebody screaming at you. We have enough people screaming at us right now in this world. Oh, topsy turvy. Here's our quote this is from Stephen Fry. If you know someone who's depressed, Please resolve never to ask them why. Depression isn't a straightforward response to a bad situation. Depression just is, like the weather. How true. And it's it's hard when somebody's depressed. Your instinct is to say to them, what's wrong? Why are you depressed? And if you fight depression like I do, it comes on for no reason and that's the worst part about it is you you can't explain it. You don't know why you're depressed or anxiety. You don't know what, what it is. It's not one thing. It's just, it is. It's like the weather and there's no straightforward response to it. And um, I'm, I'm right there with you. If you struggle with anxiety or depression or anything, I can relate. And um, I think if you don't, 
if maybe you can heed, heed this quote from Stephen Fry, it'd help. Also, if you have a loved one that's suffering with anxiety or depression or anything, you know, your natural instinct sometimes is to take it personal. You know, you take it personal. You're like, it must be something I did. They're upset with me. And it's like, no, it could just be like the weather. And um, I, I've been on a rocky road, even with meds. Speaking of meds, i got to call my doctor today and get my prescription filled. Um, even with meds, I'm still always a roller coaster and up and down. It's nice to be sober. That helps. But I still just have days where it creeps in for no reason. Speaking of stuff creeping in, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do a show this morning because I woke up at like 3 o'clock this morning with the bed spins. And it's happened to me a couple times since I've had this CVS uh, sick like a vomiting syndrome. It sounds terrible. It sounds gross. And it is gross. It's just where it comes for no reason and you become violently ill. And it comes like I've told you before, like a thief in the night is the only way I can describe it because you just don't know it's there. And then once it's there, there's nothing you can do about it. So about three this morning, I, I woke up and I just, the bed was spinning and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I came downstairs to the downstairs bathroom. I didn't want to disturb my wife upstairs in the upstairs bathroom. And I became ill. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? And I just get this feeling, and I'm so sick. And I managed to get back up into bed and lay down. And then, like, three hours later, I woke up and felt okay. I had it uh, a couple weeks, um, about a week ago, and it put me down, though, for quite a while the last episode 452 that I was talking to you you could hear it in my voice still the hoarseness from just the retching and the sickness and the violence and it's I know nothing you want to hear right now in the morning <laughs> but uh I'm fortunate that I was able to come out and put a show out I'm happy that you're able to listen to we live on a planet because anchor my podcast provider their app is still glitching. So if you were to search for We Live on a Planet using your mobile app and um, the Anchor app, you can't find me. Or uh, it will show up, but it will say I have zero episodes. So that's strange that they're still working on it because I put their quest in December 14th for them to look at my podcast. And here it is, January 15th. And 26 email later with Mike, is the guy I'm dealing with, he, he told me, hey, you can put out an episode. You know, it's just the, the mobile end, the Anchor app itself. I've heard rumors, though, from some of my people that use Anchor that their thought is that they're trying to maybe move towards Spotify because Anchor was acquired by Spotify, which makes, I don't understand, Anchor started making, that's how, what they do, you know, and so uh, I can't imagine them getting rid of the app, who knows, who knows, we'll be right back though, 
enough of that rambling. Hmm. So nice to have you back. So we did a float again. Aqua Spa Float Center. Oh, it was so groovy. We became members. If you follow the show, you heard me telling you about that. And so you get one float a month and then uh, 10% off all other modalities. And so after our float, we did a singles float because that's the way it is. And it's just so indescribable. Every float so far to, for me has been different experience. Um, I think it helps me with my anxiety. It seems like the way I do it, like it would be an anxiety, terrible thing because you can have the lights on, lights off, twinkle lights up above you, um, music, no music, or completely dark. And when you're doing it completely dark, it's like a sensory deprivation tank. Not like it is. You know, you're floating in 1,500 pounds of Epsom salt water with no lights, no nothing, and you're completely weightlessness or weightless. And it's indescribable. And you can get into a meditative Zen mode or whatever. And it's, it's helping me, I think, with some of my anxieties after the float. I feel rejuvenated. I feel good. Um, some of the depression or other things, I don't know. And besides the float, though, after the float, we got out and um, the front of, or back house manager, Terry, who's a friend of mine, he said, hey, why don't you guys come check out the salt room that we have here? Membership's got to have its perks. And it was like, thank you, Terry. That was awesome. We we wanted to check out the salt room. We we still want to check out the infrared sauna and the cryogenic. and But this salt room they have is amazing. It's all the walls are all these bricks of salt, like Himalayan salt blocks. And they're backlit with light, so it's just beautiful. And then inside flows through with all the teak wood and mahogany that is throughout the whole spa and uh you can they've got these uh like lounge reclining chairs that are you can adjust to however you want them they close the door they tell you stay in while the whole process is going don't open the door otherwise salt's going to be going throughout the whole spa and there's a little micro i don't really know how to explain it but there's a little uh, thing on the wall that takes salt and grinds it into micro micro dust, whatever, and then it puts it into the room. And so all you have to do is sit there with a book and inhale, just like you normally would, and breathe. And uh, it lasts 35-minute session, session is what it is. And it was really nice because afterwards, I, I, I have a wheeze anyways, and uh, not always, but sometimes I'll have a wheeze when I take deep breaths. And using one time in the salt room, coming out of it, that wheeze was gone, and I couldn't believe it. And it felt so nice, and it was rejuvenating, and Aqua Spa treats you so 
uh, that you feel like you're like for I don't know like it's first class I guess I've only I've, I have flown first class um, twice in my life but that's what it feels like is it feels like you're just VIP I'm hoping still to interview Terry and Tammy the owners of Aqua Spa they're just a really busy they've been busy they just opened up their new baby and uh, they did that in just two years which is amazing um, and Terry, he has his own jewelry business that is just rocking, and he's just pumping out jewelry. So they're really busy. I'm hoping to still be able to get them onto We Live on a Planet and talk to them and have you hear their story of Aqua Spa and how they started it and what their vision is for the future. And uh, I was talking to my mother the other day, and she goes, do you think that it will last? Because the city I live in is less than 18,000, maybe 18,000, I think just a little under. And she's like, do you think it will last? And I'm like, I do, I really do. Um, and there's other places around a town called Skinny Atlas, New York, and that's all where, all you think of is there's a lot of rich people there, a lot of nice things, they have a nice spa, they have, you know, so a lot of people will travel there but I think having what we have right now here in this city, people will come travel to this, and then the Oswegonians that used to travel out to Skinny Atlas or Syracuse or other places are gonna stay right here and enjoy the sanctuary that's right here in the city that we have. So I have definite um, positive feelings that Aqua Spa will do just fine here in the city of Oswego. Stick around. We'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. I'm super excited. The Buffalo Bills play the Ravens tomorrow, Saturday, at 8.15 p.m. on the network NBC. The Bills are 13-3. and The Ravens are 11-5. And, and uh, I just really have high hopes for the Bills. You know, people, uh, some of my friends will be like, do you, th do you think they'll win this one or do you think they'll win the next game? I'm like, when I'm in my brain, I'm thinking they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe that's grand thoughts, but I'm like, I want these kids to go the whole way. Josh Allen, the quarterback, he wasn't even born the last time the Bills were in the playoff. And uh, that's crazy. All right, jumping from the Bills to... Carpe. You've heard me talk about Carpe, Carpe Lotion. I was also in a commercial for Carpe that is airing nationally on TV still. I've had friends that told me they've seen it that are in different states. My aunt has seen the commercial. I've seen it and it was an awesome experience. And uh, I've built a relationship with Carpe and their team and their Besides being a product that really works for excessive sweat, they're a good group of people to deal with. And um, they were on Good Morning America the other morning with their like deals and steals type segment that they have where they have different products set up. And they had the whole lineup of Carpe of everything they offer because Carpe isn't just for underarm. It's for hand sweat, feet, 
breast, thigh, groin, uh, you name it. They, it's an all over body sweat management system if you need that. I just need the underarm. But it was neat because Michael Strahan, who's one of the Good Morning America hosts and also was a fantastic football player, he threw some off stage to the stage manager, Eddie, and said Eddie would need some of this. So I thought that was kind of cool. It was neat for Carpe. It was neat that Michael Strahan put his hand on the product and did that. So kudos to Carpe and a product that really truly works if you are suffering from excessive SWAT, check out Carpe. You can find, and I'm not getting paid to say this or anything, but you can find Carpe at mycarpe.com. You can also find them at Target, um, CVS, um, and I think one other store, I can't remember. But it was neat, one of my buddies, my childhood friend from elementary to middle school, and then I left schools and went to Bishop Cunningham. I've told that story before. Well, he contacted me the other day. He's out in Arizona, my buddy Matt, and he said that he ordered some for his son. And so I'm really excited. I asked him, hey, can you let me keep me informed of how it works for your son because I would like to give the feedback to Carpe and just kind of let them know. And Carpe has also sent me two of their new tube applicator systems for your underarm. Usually it looks like a traditional deodorant um, that you would have but now they have a system that I I tested for them I was part of their test market but it didn't say carpe on it or anything it was just a tube and it's used for your underarm and you squeeze it and it goes on easier than like the stick because the stick isn't an actual stick it's a lotion that comes out of the top of it so the new tube applicator is like a game changer, and they sent me two of those the other day and also said, hey, if you need anything, let us know. We're always here for you. So that was really awesome of them, and kudos to Carpe, and I'm, I'm really proud to, be a, to have been a part of doing something like that. And they're, they're growing, so kudos to them. Kudos to you guys. All right, what else are we going to talk about? We'll find out when we come back. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's so magical. <laughs> I want to reach out once again and thank Michael Ryan for the listener support. Thank you, Michael. And uh, Lisa L. out in Southern California. She's a listener who has been just very supportive you know, will leave me an email, says that she's, you know, she's listening. She's donated to We Live on a Planet a couple times, and I really appreciate that. You can, too. You can go to my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little donation area there if you feel like it. It's like NPR, you know. Um, oh, so here's my little, so I live in a small city, and I've talked about the quote-unquote grow house that I think is near me I think it's still growing strong and growing man I, I wish I could go knock on their door and get to know them and then befriend them or something like that because Smoke weed every day. <laughs> you know if I could get get a hold of them you never know but uh there's there's always little 
since it's a small city, um, there's just small drama, small drama. And I live on a very quiet s street, and the neighbors are very quiet, except for some new ones that we got. Not near, not near the grow house, the other way from the grow house. And um, they are just terrible fighting at, in the middle of the night out on the street. And I have not heard it. My wife has woken up twice to them fighting. And I, have, I've, I haven't heard it. She's like, I can't believe you didn't wake up and hear them screaming at the top of their lungs at each other and it's just brutal and it's ugly and it's it's sad because all it takes is one to just kind of bring in when you're like oh, our neighborhood was all so quiet you know even the grow house we don't care about that but to have people that are violently screaming at each other and everything is just unsettling but the weird thing is his car the headlights on his car must be broken for almost two weeks straight his headlights will be on 24 hours seven days a week <laughs> and he'll park in the street and they just shine right down the street into whoever's house is down our street and i'm like thank goodness they're on the opposite side of the street of our of us and those headlights aren't hitting our house but they're on 24 hours seven days a week and I, I thought at one time I'm like he's leaving his car running and it's like no they're, they must be broken I'm figuring in one of their fights that he snapped the the light or switch off or something but I I, I want to go over and ask him what kind of battery do you have in that car because I've only seen him jump at one time and all the other times it, even with the lights on it's got the LED lights though in it and those LEDs they probably draw like zero almost zero amount of power but you would think of having your car with the lights on that long that you would jump in and have a dead battery every single time but uh no so that's my little drama in my little city <laughs> it's so stupid little things but I look at it and I'm like man I I can't imagine how that's affecting my neighbors the lights because the other day he backed into his driveway and his light was shining right directly across the street to the house that was right across the street and I'm and it was there for hours and hours and I'm like I can't believe that my neighbors aren't going over and knocking and saying um excuse me your lights are shining right in my house for hours and hours. But the way those two fight, I'm sure he would just scream and yell at the person. I'm projecting. I don't know. I don't know the person or anything, but from from their record so far hasn't been the greatest. So I've talked to let's get off that subject. I've told you about my bird feeder. And at nighttime, a lot of times I can't sleep. Most of the time. I, I just, I don't sleep well. Um, I'm, it's just a problem I deal with. And at like three or four in the morning when I'm getting up, I look outside the window and look at the bird feeder and there's a big fat opossum that is rooting through all the bird 
the seed that falls out and eating and he's huge and then I see a nice fluffy bunny a little bunny that goes and eats and so it's neat because during the day the birds are enjoying it and then at night all the night creatures are going and rooting around and we've had some big woodpeckers on it I talked about woodpeckers not too long ago on the show and how they don't even have a song which is crazy all right enough of that nonsense when we come back let's let's learn something we'll do that when we come back i'll be right back i hope you come back too <laughs> oh i don't know why that just made me giggle we're back before i start off i want to head over to the history channel's website but before i do the last show i talked to you i told you about um me getting certified scuba and and then I told you the story I was like yeah my brother told me this thing way back in the 80s and it was before Google about how one of Jack Cristo's son died in one of the Great Lakes and I'm like I wonder if that's true and supposedly the story was that he saw something that scared him so bad that he came to the surface too quickly and never talked about what he what it was that he saw before he died and my curiosity got the best of me, and I had to look it up. And one of Jacques Cousteau's son did die, and he did die uh, June 28, 1979, at the age of 38. But he died in the Tangus River in Portugal. So, um, yeah. Sorry, bro. Good one. I know that you tried to probably scare the hell out of me when I was swimming in, like, in the lake, of thinking that there might be something in there nefarious <laughs> so yeah sadly he did die and uh jack Rousseau, i can remember growing up watching his shows though and helped create the aqualung and just kind of neat all right we are at the history channel's website we have not been over to the history channel's website in a little bit i've been just kind of rambling my past couple episodes but i want to get back on to uh learning a little bit and i think it's fun to just learn a little bit. And on this day, January 15th, 1929, Martin Luther King Jr. is born in Atlanta, Georgia, the son of a Baptist minister, Martin Luther King Jr. The 18th today. Oh, excuse me. The <laughs> today is the 15th. The, the 18th is Martin Luther King yeah geez how did i just get that confused i'm looking at my calendar and then looking at the it's easy for me to get confused i get confused very easy a lot of times this one i can remember since i've done a lot of shows and we live on a planet's been on for a little while some of the we uh this day of history repeats itself and i've read them before and this one i can remember because it blew my mind so if you're a new listener, you might never have heard this, but in 1919, in Boston, Massachusetts, there was the great Boston molasses flood. Molasses. It was a fiery, hot molasses flood. Floods the streets of Boston on January 15, 1919, killing 21 people and injuring scores of others. The molasses burst from a huge tank at the United States Industrial Alcohol Company, 
it was building the building in the heart of the city. But it's just crazy to think that molten hot molasses just overtook Boston and killing, like I said, swarms of people. And uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It says that um, an eight-foot-high eight wave of molasses swept away the freight cars and caved in the buildings, doors, and windows. The few workers in the building's cellar had no chance as the liquid poured down and overwhelmed them. Oh, it sounds terrible. The huge amount of molasses then flowed into the streets outside. It literally knocked over the local firehouse and then pushed over the support beams for the elevated train line. The hot and sticky substance then drowned and burned five workers at the public works department. In all, 21 people and dozens of horses were killed in the flood. It took weeks to clean the molasses from the streets of Boston. I just can't even imagine. That just seems like a made-up thing. Here's one in sports. Rest in peace, everybody from 1919. Jeez, that was terrible. Sports, 1967. The Packers beat the Chiefs in the first Super Bowl game. First Super Bowl game ever. Uh, here's one. 2009, remember this? The pilot, Sully Sullenberg, performs a miracle on the Hudson. And then they made a movie with it with Tom Hanks. I never saw that. Here's one in music. 1972, America Pie hits number one on the pop charts. Bye, bye. Okay. Um... 1870, the first appearance of the Democratic Party donkey. Uh, 1559, Elizabeth I crowned Queen of England. 1831, the hunchback of Notre Dame is finally finished. Victor Hugo. Oh, I remember this TV show very well. 1981, Hill Street Blues begins its run. Yep, that was a good one. All right, stick around. <laughs> when we come back, I think we'll learn a little bit more. I'll be right back. All righty. We are at the facts site, and we have not visited the facts site in quite some time. And I enjoy heading on over there, thefactsite.com. This one is from Lizzie Robson. Robinson, the world's largest T-shirt. It's more than six times the length of a double-decker bus. Wow. You'd struggle to find somebody to fit the world's largest T-shirt, obviously. But that hasn't stopped it from gaining attention of people all over the world. We first saw the T-shirt in October 2014, when it was revealed in Brazil, with a staggering length of, wait till you hear this, 93.2 meters, which is 305.8 feet, and a width of 62.7 meters, which is 205.7 feet. Dang, that's a big t-shirt. 
It broke records as the largest t-shirt in the world. Yeah. The tee was created as an attempt to raise awareness for breast cancer. It was uh, appropriately unveiled during October, since this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month in many countries and around the world. The company responsible was Aclobros Comitias Procomanes. I can't say that at all. I just butchered that. That was terrible. But they are a Brazilian clothing business, which began back in 1994. Wow, I could not say that at all. It gathered a wide customer base throughout manufacturing high-quality clothing with a difference. But only one hit headlines when it broke records with this enormous t-shirt. Helping to create and promote the t-shirt was the RFCC, an organization also known as the Female Network Against Cancer. Unsurprisingly, the t-shirt was bright pink, the color associated with breast cancer awareness, and many breast cancer charities. It featured the name of the company, which created it, as well as the charity RFCC in the top right corner. It was created using two materials, cotton and recycled PET bottles, which each made up 50% of the t-shirt. Wait till you hear this. The shirt weighed a whopping 450 kilograms, which is 9,920 pounds, which is roughly the same as an adult hippo. No wonder the project took so much manpower. A total of 64 people all worked together, putting in a combined total of 11,000 hours in a bid to smash the record. The whole project was coordinated by Rodrigo Rod, Rodrigo Tomez, who remarked that it was wonderful to accomplish a big dream while also raising money for a great cause. Wow. In 2014, it entered the Guinness uh, World Records as the largest t-shirt in the world, overtaking the previous record holder from 2011. Its predecessor was almost 80 meters long, which is 262 feet, and just over 50 meters wide, about 164 feet, and was made by Gideon Activewear, headquartered out of Montreal, Canada. It made its debut at the Country Music Association 40th Musical Festival, which took place in Tennessee. Both of these giant t-shirts were made with the idea of charity in mind. The idea... The item made by Gideon ActiveWord used enough material to make 12,000 regular-sized t-shirts, which the company pledged to manufacture and donate them to a music education charity. Keep the music playing is the name of the charity. After entering the Guinness World Records with their t-shirt in 2014, oh boy, there's the name of that company again, Aclobros Comitias Proclamates, whatever, decided to put all the material to good use. They managed to make 10,000 t-shirts, which were sold off as a limited edition in order to raise money for RFCC. Wow. Wow. The world's largest t-shirt is more than six times the length of a double-decker bus. 
So that's kind of neat. We learned stuff today. We talked a little bit of rumors. My stupid little rumor. My uh, what did I? What was I saying it earlier about how there's little neighborhoods. There's little drama. Carpe, yes. Try carpe today. And go Bills. Also, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today the best you can. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks again for your support.